Blog Talk Radio. Swiss cheese, 
you had people <laughs> in Eli's face right as he's taking the shotgun snap or he's coming out from under center. He goes back into a three-step or a five-step, sorry, a five-step drop, and he's got okay. a lineman already in his grill. You can't really do anything effective that way except either chip the ball down and hope you don't get an intentional grounding call or eat the ball and get a big, fat sack. So you had that going on as far as the passing game goes. Obviously, with a shaky offensive line, you're not getting a solid running game because there's no push. Um, You got, like, backup people being called in to play starting time minutes. Um, You got people that are starting playing out of position, and it's just a a recipe for disaster as far as the running game goes. So that's on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I'm used to seeing my – my beloved big blue defense, my big blue wall, my big blue, like, pass rush, just crushing people. And that that just wasn't there, again, because of injuries and uh, some old age, too, a, a little bit. Um, you had Jason Pierre-Paul not being 100%. You had Justin Tuck coming on the downside of his uh, illustrious career right there. And as a result, I mean, Kiwanuka wasn't 100% either. Um you don't have that solid pass rush, and with the kind of, you know, average, maybe a little bit better than average secondary that they had, you really didn't want to bring the blitz because if you brought the blitz, then you had to have man-on-man coverage, and if that blitz didn't get there, you were just asking those corners to do too much. It was just, uh, it was a wrap. you know, right? it was a wrap. You, we, you got, like, kind of nicked, like, you know, um, cut after cut after cut from all those uh, – intermediate passes that were being completed because they didn't blitz, but the press, the front four wasn't getting any pressure. And then when they do bring pressure, it's a double move, and then it's a, it's a house. So um, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's what I saw offensively and defensively there, and that led to one of the worst records that Eli's seen in quite some time. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it's like, I mean, to your point, it was – Y'all had a myriad of injuries, man. I mean, it's like the offensive line. I mean, hell, it was so – the injuries so, took so, such a toll on the offensive line is that you, myself, and two other my, our former drummers used to hang with Karaka uh, uh, and Sakatu against the Giants. That's how bad offensive line <laughs> was, you know. And, you know, what was what saddened me in a way was that I remember the Giants' defensive line of years not, uh, not too long ago, had a ferocious pass rush. I mean, you could just send four. Your front four, yep. rotate them. Y'all were deep. You rarely, y'all rarely had the blitz. Y'all rarely blitz, and it helped the secondary. It helped your linebackers over the middle against the tight end. And That's right. You know, it, it just, it's just, it, I mean, injuries, it's one thing for the injuries to be the, the ultimate equalizer in sports, particularly football. But y'all got your asses kicked up and down by injuries. It's, it's almost as if the gods were angry at y'all for beating the Patriots twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what Eli did to, like, pick somebody off upstairs in the football department. But, man, that right. karma that was just all negative all last year. And what happened was, you know, team starts getting down. Eli starts to press because he, uh, you know, wants to – to take it upon his shoulders to do uh, what he feels he can do to get the team over that hump, but it turns out to be uh, too much. You know, you yeah. got to realize your limitations, and unfortunately, Eli, uh, you know, got a little too close to the sun with wax wings, and he fell to the earth. 
<laughs> and fell with a thud. Speaking of Eli, I know you guys are bringing in a new offensive coordinator, you know, since Gilbert yep. retired. Um, and he's trying to bring in the, the like, West Coast offense, you know, shorter, like, you know, quicker reads, shorter throws, like, shorter time in the pocket, trying to protect Eli's health. It's just yep. that, you know, and, and this is to be expected, of course, even as a, a, a guy, a celebrated, a veteran as Eli. You know, he's learned a new system, but it seems like he's struggling a bit. That's right. Um, so, basically, do you think there's be a matter of time before, I guess, a light switch goes on since Eli is no dummy, he's no scrub, um, or do you think it's a harbinger of bad things to come in the regular season? Well, it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll just have to say that. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's something for an old dog to learn a new trick, right? And when you got right. that uh, that comfort level of the uh, prior offense, and now you're switching up pretty much, you know, um, as a car analogy from a automatic transmission to a manual transmission, right? You got a mm-hmm. lot. Well, right. sorry, manual to automatic because what what happened before you had – receivers, you had longer drops, and you had receivers that ran a lot more option routes. And Eli had a great right. rapport with those receivers, so they could just have that on, like, you get up to the line of scrimmage, you make those pre-snap reads, the receivers, and Eli are on the same page, and then it's just a look or a nod, and instead of the end route, he's running like a, a corner route, and you've got a big gain on your hands. Now, you've got this West Coast offense where you're looking at a lot of three-step hits. So, like, one, two, three, hit the out. One, two, three, hit the flag route. One, two, three, hit the hook. Right. So, um, when you have situations like that, uh, number one, fundamentally, like, footwork becomes way more important now than it was in those longer drops, more progression kinds of things where you could take the five steps, bounce once, bounce maybe twice, pat the ball, launch it now it's like do i need to be on my do i need to take back from my right foot or my left foot do i need to look left look right like where is those uh blitzing outside linebackers coming from or is it coming straight from the inside do i need to switch to it you know these types of things need to happen right now because if you mess up the audible in a west coast offense that's going to be a potentially pick six right because if you all right. to an exactly. out and that they sit on it you're that corner going back the other way. So it's going to be like I, to answer your question is this? I think Eli will get it, but I think it's going to be um, a couple weeks into the season before it really just kind of gels together. I, it's not looking good for that uh, that opening week game against Denver. I, I mean, sorry, Detroit. I'll say that much. But I think we might mm. be able to do something against Arizona. Yes, yes, and Houston. You guys get Houston the following week. Yep. Too. So that's still a dumpster one. fire. I don't. I don't know what they what they're doing over there, but they need to get their act together. <laughs> Let's go out to Eli for a minute, bro. Um, sure, sure. And this was, this speaks to Tom Carver too, which I'll touch on in a little bit as well. A uh, guy who I have a lot of respect for, a coach who I have a lot of respect for, even when he was coaching the Jaguars against my Steelers years past. Um, yep. I wonder why. I mean, it was obvious to me that Eli had the knack making those pre-snap reads, as you said earlier, and you know, as well as his receivers. You know, where it was Hakeem Nicks, 
uh, 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 um, uh, what's that brother's name who does the salsa in the end zone? Victor Cruz. Victor um, Cruz, the salsa dance, man, come on. I know, I know. Shame on me for forgetting your brother's name. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's what is, it's, it, to me, I understand that Gilbrock is tired or forced out. I don't know what the hell happened there. But um, to, it just seems to me that a coach, a head coach, should already know his best, one of his best players' strengths. Okay. Why would he bring in a totally different system where Eli does not do – it seems to me, from outside looking in, that in the West Coast offense, you don't make many audibles. And, yeah. you know, you don't make any checks at the, at the line of scrimmage. And that takes away Eli's strength. I mean, he's a cerebral cat, you know, like his brother Peyton. And, yep. you know, why, why would a coach understand that not only bring somebody in that – takes away those strengths, but had that same offensive coordinator, I guess it's ego, I guess, but making like a square tag sitting around ass hole in that regard. Yeah. Like, the thing was with those, uh, those audibles last year, problem was Eli wasn't performing really well. So he got this uh, mm-hmm. unfair knock that he was audibling, but he was audibling to, like, bad shit. And it wasn't his fault. It was – the fault of the crappy offensive line. It was yeah. one of those situations where Eli would make a good audible, but he didn't have the time to perform it. But all the media, all the fans see is Eli switched the call and then gets sacked. Or Eli switched the call and then, you know, throws to the wrong receiver because the option route, the timing got thrown off. So. Mm-hmm. Um, now you get like somebody in there that's gonna take that. Uh, basically, you don't get to play with your toys anymore until you get to prove that you can be okay. So you're just right. it kind of takes the pressure off of Eli in one respect because he just goes and performs the play, and now he can just say, "Well, it wasn't an audible. It was, you know, that's what the play was." At the same mm-hmm. time, you're 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 limiting one of your best offensive players by taking away one of his, you know, up to last year, one of his greatest strengths. So it's it could preserve the uh, the health of Eli a little bit more because these quick drops are quick passes and you don't have to worry about pressure in your grill as much. But, sure. I mean, it, seem, it seems to work for Peyton just fine, you know, dropping back five steps or being in the shotgun. Right. You know, so I, I don't see this being like a – I don't see this being a great move, but it, at the same time, there, there's got to be a method to the madness that I'm just not seeing right now. Right. And that's the thing. Um, and, you know, keep in mind, too, that during the Giants' run, in the, you know, not too long ago, in the not too far past, distant past, I should say, Y'all had a running game to be reckoned with, you know, whether it's Brandon yes. Jacobs or Ahmad Bradshaw. I mean, those even, I hate to say his name, Tiki Barber, but, you know. No. It's <laughs> just a whole yeah. Tiki Barber. He went to the Super Bowl and then literally he just checks out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what a dumpster fire. What a, what a trainer his ass was, but we won't talk about his ass. Um, oh. But no. seriously, though, I mean, it was like the run set up, literally set up a task for y'all. 
Because in the That's end, right. like class like Plexico Burris, was Plexico Burris or Victor Cruz or, yep. or, or you know, Hakeem Nix or Mario Manningham making a huge catch on third down in the Super Bowl against the mm-hmm. Super Bowl against the Patriots. Um, and left those cats single covered. And those some big receivers. And, you know, been able to build upon that, you know, granted, like you said before, you had an offensive lineman. You know, where Peyton, I mean, no, I keep saying Peyton, where Eli barely got touched that time. But, That's you right. know, you know, it's that old adage, if you put a great quarterback behind a shitty line, chances are he'll look like Bubby Bristol. You know? That's right. And that's what, <laughs> that's what we're having right now. So yeah. it's just one of those situations where until they are able to produce a healthy, competent offensive line, you're, you're going to see right. some, uh, some subpar performance. Now, I think the move to the West Coast offense is kind of acknowledging that where I think um, the offensive coordinator says, look, we know we don't have the best offensive line right now. We aren't able to get mm-hmm. a good offensive line right now. So the kind of mask that we're going to go to this West Coast offense where we don't need to, like, load up and try to move people, give it to a big back and try to, you know, dive forward for two, three, four yards. Instead, we'll mm-hmm. just go ahead, throw this three-step drop, hit this quick hitch, and get five yards. So right. that, that could be where they're coming from with that. Um, the answer to the running back issues was supposed to be uh, – you know, David Wilson there. But, um, right. unfortunately, you know, the, uh, his health um, isn't going to allow him to play football anymore. So, um, now we're going to be left with, uh, again, kind of like, uh, you know, some questions at running back. I mean, we, we got the UNC superstar um, trying to come in there and perform his deal, but obviously he's not going to be as good as the Wolfpack running back. So already we're behind the eight ball. <laughs> so speaking of wide receivers, I know you got Victor Cruz there. Uh, where did Hakeem Nix go? Uh, where did Hakeem Nix go? Did he? he went, I'm trying to remember. Did he, he took go, a one year there somewhere. I think it was yeah, Detroit. I, I forgot. I don't think it's Detroit. I I don't know. It was it's some. I I can't remember off the top of my head. But Ramsey's Barden is supposed to be the. Uh, Replacement for that. Oh, good luck with that. Uh, how about that, that kid, uh, Odell Beckham from LSU? How do you think he's going to uh, perform the first-round pick? Well, now, that's that's where my fingers are crossed right there. Uh, Odell Beckham okay. showed some flashes. I I saw, like, you know, some, some hints of potential, like, uh, breakout play. So I'm just hoping sure. that we can find a way to really maximize him in the new offense because he's going to be so, – like, Victor Cruz needs a complimentary weapon, and I'm hoping that Odell Beckham can become that guy. Right. Well, you can't go wrong with a cat named Odell. So, uh, <laughs> I'm Odell, I mean, that's, bitch. That's, that's ODB right there, man, Odell Beckham. There ODB. you go. Hell, yeah, ODB. There you go. You can't go wrong with a cat named Odell. Man, he he, he, he likes it raw. <laughs> oh, man, you're going back to NC State now, man. Now I'm going to be sad because that's, that's real hip-hop right there you're talking about. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> old man blues. But 
let's skip ahead to your boy and the guy who I respect, Tom Coughlin. Um, okay, yeah. You know, he 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 he's, he shouldn't have to get a buy for pay for another drink or another meal in New York City ever again in his life uh, for what he's but, done for the Giants. With the two Super Bowls, uh-huh. the 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 Spice Patriots. You know, like you know, like I know there, Scott. That like New York is a what have you done for me lately, city. That is true. Unfortunately, that is true. That is true. I should know about it now. That that is definitely true. But I'm just saying. Hey, speaking of different which, cheater. Exactly. Speaking of which, that should he be on a hot seat? As crazy and fucked up as that sounds, should Tom no, Coughlin or is he on the hot seat? There's there's no reason for him to be on the hot seat. As much as he's right. done for the Giants, the organization, the class that he's put in, the the way he's run that, like you know, compared to the circus atmosphere that Rex Ryan does over with the Jets, I mean, they should be mm-hmm. begging him to stay instead of having these like yearly conversations of is he on the hot seat or not. But again, mm-hmm. New York media has to fill up those. Uh, has to put eyes on the page, has to fill up those minutes of airtime. So, of course, they're going to ask, like, you know, should he go? Is it time for him to retire, move on, and do something different? I, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think he deserves a full-on another year of <clears throat> trying to get a fair shot. I mean, this is one hand tied behind – one arm tied behind his back trying to right. produce a quality team this year. They're going into this year – You've got a new offense going into place. You've got injuries already piling up, and we haven't even started the season yet. If, um, mm. Unless we could bring the uh, preseason record into the regular season, if we could do that, then we'd be fine. But I, I don't think they'll let us do that. So that's, that's, no. we're going to have a little bit of a problem. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, you guys are 4-0. That speaks to your death right now. Uh, but you want your ones to play well. And um, – yeah, unfortunately, you know, like I said, with the new system that the offensive system that that Eli's learning, and you know, trying to get that defense back to what it once was, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot of stuff on Coughlin's plate, man. And uh, I don't know, I'm worried for him. I'm really, I'm worried for him, like because that, because like um, I heard someone somewhere say that they hadn't made the playoffs in the last what two, three seasons. It's been about three seasons since uh, the Giants yeah. made it into the playoffs there. Um, and, I mean, that's a, that's always a, a point of, you know, a sore spot. New York fans want to see their right. teams in the postseason. So, especially mm-hmm. the Giants. I mean, like, that's that's the Blue Blood team right there. So, you, you can't have yes, the uh, – you can't have the Blue Blood team on the outside looking in. You want to have them, right. in, like, at least get into the playoffs. So, um, I think if they uh, if they go seven to nine again this year, like it, it's not going to sit well with a lot of a lot of people. A lot of people going to be upset. Um, I'm hoping that we can pull out a nine and seven, which is possible. I mean, like I'm looking over the schedule sure. and I can, like you can you can make a case for nine wins out of this. It it wouldn't necessarily be the like far fetched living in a dream world scenario to pull that off. Now does nine wins get into the playoffs? That's the question. And I don't know. Uh NFC is really tough this year. Obviously right. Seattle and San Fran quality teams, only one is gonna win that division, so there's one wild card right there. Right. And you gotta think about the 
Um, well, I think North is the classic NFC South. But you, you go to the uh, NFC North, you have Green Bay and Chicago. Both teams that can score a lot of points, but can't stop anybody to save their lives. So, right. but I don't think that I don't think they're going to win. But some of the ten wins will win that division. And I think yes, honestly, right. getting back getting to your division, the NFC East, I think it'll be nine. It wouldn't surprise me if nine wins wins that division because let's just let's just be real about something, brother. The NFC East is not the NFC Beast anymore, as we, as, as we knew it growing up. It's That's just correct. Not. It's just, it, just it, not. It used to be the baddest-ass division of football. Yeah, it, it's moved from the East to the West. I mean, that, the power shift is, has happened. Um, the, the, good, the, the cream of the NFC is now on in the NFC West. So, NFC East, right. I mean, I, the, the Eagles look pretty sharp. Like, Chip Kelly's doing work over there. Um Dallas yeah. kind of like you know, I'm I'm not. I mean they they got Tony Romo. I mean that's all you really got to say. Like he, <laughs> he, every, everybody just shakes his head at that guy. Cause, like as soon as you say Tony Romo is like yep, and you don't say anything else because it's Tony Romo. And then as far as the, that, yep. And then that team in Washington. I mean RG three is he gonna be healthy the whole year? <laughs> I, I, who knows? I don't see the yeah. like. They have so many toys on offense, but they have a worse defense than Chicago and Green Bay, and that's saying a lot. So they're going to mm-hmm. give up a bucket of points every game, I think. Um, yeah. It's the, the Giants who have a, a reasonable shot at getting um, first in that, I mean, who knows if uh, Chip Kelly can keep that offensive magic going for a whole season. Uh, is, is Nick Foles the real deal? Who knows about that, too? So the Giants have a great shot at – maybe coming in and stealing a few games. And if nine wins does win the NFC East, which it could, then the sure. Giants can't get that NFC East and get that automatic uh, third or fourth seed and get a home game. So that right. would take a lot of pressure off of Coughlin. That would um, get some more motivation to open up the coffers, spend some money, and get some healthy offensive linemen in the house and um, mm-hmm. make some some positive moves instead of the alternative, which would be for people to start talking about blowing stuff up and starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone, any team in New York, any professional team in New York City and the surrounding areas want to hear the word rebuilding. I, that no yeah. one wants up there wants to hear that word rebuilding. Um, so, so that's the thing. Um, I'll tell you, I'll say this, man. Figure your schedule. You guys get the NFC West. Um, as, you know, as far as your intro, the intra-conference partner. So, looking at the schedule right now, you guys go to Seattle week 10. You guys host San Fran the following week. So, you got back-to-back brutal, <laughs> brutal, like, oh, combatants, yeah, it, if you will. It's like a three-week meat grinder right there in the middle of the schedule. We come off a bye and we get like, you know, the left right left combination. It's it's ugly. right. Yeah, man. But at least you guys get the the AFC South. That's a few wins right there. I mean they're just got awful. Outside of oh, Minneapolis. Yeah. But but um but dig this. Even though you guys struggled last year the schedule must the TV must love y'all because you guys got one, two, three, four, five prime time games. 
Now that is all about the power of being in the biggest media market on the East Coast. That is true. That so is true. what you want ratings? You put the team with the most eyeballs in the city on prime time. Everybody watches <laughs> football when it's the Giants and it's prime time. So as mm-hmm. long as they're doing well, and if it's early in the season, they're doing well. Yep. Speaking of which, you guys, you worry about that Detroit game. That Detroit game is pretty tricky because, like Green Bay, Chicago, and Dallas, they can score a lot of points. They can't stop anybody either, and they turn the ball over a whole hell of a lot too. Um, but you guys get them the first Monday night of the, uh, the season, which should be interesting. Um, I'm just scanning through the schedule right now. Um, I think, I mean, the NFC, the NFC West is so strong. I mean, even though you get Arizona at home, and Arizona may not be all that in the bag of chips this year because they lost a few key people defensively, they still won 10 games last year. They're still tough. And, you know, and even St. Louis, if St. Louis was in another division, they would probably go to the playoffs. <laughs> that's, how, oh, that, yeah. that's how tough the NFC West is. And you can't sleep yep. on not out of those teams. That's right. I mean, I, and it's so funny, too, because, you know, five, seven years, well, it may say about seven years ago, seven and nine was winning NFC West. So look That's how right. far that, that whole division has come. Um, yeah. St. Louis, uh, Louis is in a tricky spot right there. I bet they wish they were in the, uh, like, somewhere, like, closer to the NFC Central. Yeah, well, geographically they are. <laughs> geographically they're in the central, but they right. suck his asses in the west. Um, but you know, you know, I, I as, you know, I, I, I have a rule in all professional sports, but particularly football, because I like New York. I'm, a, you know, I'm from the New York City area originally, from Brooklyn, so I pull for most of the NFC, the uh, New York sports teams. Some reason I love end up loving the Steelers as a kid and sit up on the Giants later. But I, if, if the Steelers don't do good, I always go to the New York team, and I tend to go to the Giants more so than just because I look at them like the Mets. And speaking of which, it's, it's, it's funny that the secondary New York sports teams, or wherever sport is in, all rhyme. You know, you got the, the Jets, the Mets, and the Nets. If that's now, not weird, I don't that? know what is. That is pretty good. I mean, they're all right. I mean, <laughs> I, I have no idea why that is. That that is pretty uh, pretty funny. Maybe we, we'll get yeah. like a, a soccer team called the Vets. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's just weird. I mean, it's it, well, you know, you at least you're going to add acronyms to them, like the Mets. I know not talking baseball, but you know, well, I'm a Yankees fan, so are you, but. Like the Mets yep. are like my entire team sucks. No, the yes. Jets equal, the Jets equal just end the season. I haven't determined yep. what the Nets stand for yet, but I'm working on it. Well, they haven't they haven't been in Brooklyn long enough to develop something yet. But don't worry, it'll come. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of something because it has to be a, a clever, like snarky ass acronym that I can snack on on, on on the Brooklyn Nets. But I'm 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 working on it. I'm working on it. Um, 
But yeah, but going back to going back to the Giants, <laughs> I, 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 I can talk about that basketball season. Right, right. I'm just jumping around on you right quick. Um, oh, no, I, I, I really think. I mean, honestly, it may be tough for y'all this year. Honestly, um, just bigger back. Just if we build on last year's results. And, you know, Peyton, I'm, I keep calling Peyton, like Eli breaking in and company breaking in a new offensive system and, and learning curve it'll take. And, I mean, I mean, thank God for preseason. There's an iron out the kinks and stuff. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's like, of course, the Eagles are probably going to end up winning the division. But it's like y'all and you guys and the Redskins. I mean, the Redskins will tell you that um, – they were hurt on the defensive end last year. Shanahan didn't let Jim Hassel, the defensive coordinator, be as aggressive as he likes to be. So they're all chirping up about uh, chirping at the bit up here in D.C. right now. And yeah, yeah. Dallas, they can't stop a nosebleed, so I'm not worried about those cats. So it's, it's, it's like it's, it's really y'all in Washington, in my opinion, for second place. Now, Oh, yeah, my, yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's I'm just hoping for your sake and the giant for Big Blue Nation that they pull I don't wanna say a miracle because like I said, it could they could go from seven wins to nine wins. Yeah. Um you know, it just I just hope that everyone stays healthy, that uh that that Odell uh and company helps out Victor Cruz, that you guys found a running game. Because I think a good running game will take a whole hell of a lot of pressure off the of Eli and that offensive line. And oh, yeah. I, I, just, I just, you know, I, and that'll get people off the of Tom Coughlin's backside. And that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking between seven and nine wins, just looking at the schedule right now. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty much what I put it put down when I looked at that schedule and watched us in preseason, the first team specifically. I was like, yeah, this, this is an okay team. I mean, it's, not anything super special that I'm like ex- very very excited about. It's it's not terrible, but it's not great. So let's let's a right. seven and nine or a nine and seventeen. There you go. It's like it's it's like that. They're in the middle. No matter what, they'll probably end up being in the middle record wise. But it could go out of the way. Uh, yep. I'm gonna get you out here on this one. This last last bit. Um, okay. You know how people tend to be. A tad bit irresponsible on social media. <laughs> um, a little? When we're talking about social media, irresponsible? What? No. No way, right? Like, what the Never. hell am I talking about? What am I even thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but I saw, like, given Eli's struggles from last year, even though most of it was not his fault, in my opinion, um, and his trying to grasp a new West Coast offense, there are some fools out there who's starting to say that Eli might not be the quarterback he used to be. And even some went as far as to say time to possible think of his replacement. Wow. As, like, as blasphemous as that sounds. So, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. First of all, how stupid is that statement? And secondly, would, is there even a possibility that they may draft his replacement out of next year or the year after next? Mm-hmm. All right, that that first off is incredibly stupid. I mean, you're you're dealing with a two-time Super Bowl winning, two-time 
uh, Super Bowl and well, wait, I believe it's at least one time Super Bowl, maybe even twice Super Bowl MVP. Um, mm-hmm. He's got all sorts of uh, near the top for the entire franchise stats and passing and touchdowns and yardage. So completely, completely like ludicrous statement to start talking about this guy has washed up and passed his front. That That's off the top. Now, if he comes out and performs poorly again, will the like the you know the blue birds come out with more force? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the, again, New York is a what have you done for me lately type of uh, city. Even when uh, the Yankees weren't doing well, you know, it was one of those situations where heads would roll. Except for, I mean, you could always count on. Geez, oh, sorry, yeah. Mariano Rivera coming in and giving you quality uh, save opportunities. Jeter playing 100% all the time. Um, so mm-hmm. that that's your your core crew right there. Similarly, you you can count on Victor Cruz giving you you know quality route running, but he's got to have somebody give him the ball. And unfortunately, we don't have that. Uh, that solid running back that we can, like, you know, lean heavily on that we've had in years past. If uh, Brandon Jacobs was, you know, just a little bit faster and a whole lot younger, um, right. we would have that. But, um, unfortunately, we don't. So, um, I don't think that we're going to be looking for – like, Eli's definitely got it for this season. I don't see uh, – barring injury, of course. Like, if he's healthy, right. he's going to start and he's going to play every game this season. Um, it's just – I mean, eventually do you have to start looking to the future and, you know, trying to do that? Yeah. I mean, they they force Phil Sims out, they'll force anybody out. But um right. for this for this year, yeah, like Eli's the guy and I have no shame and no doubt that he will finish and finish I hope that he'll do well, but I I'm sure that he will play every sixteen of these games. There you go. Hey, thanks a lot, brother. This was fun. And uh, uh, I'll put fun out talking to you, Scott. Season. I loved it. Hope yeah, you, yeah. I mean, I well, mean, man. Like, uh, we'll we'll get up and we'll do this again soon. Yes, sir. You would definitely will. I mean, it's two more weeks away, brother. Two more weeks, yes, man. Sir, and I, celebrate the time to come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. First college football. First college football tomorrow night. That's the appetizer. Then the real yep. football starts two weeks from now. I'm ready. Let's let's do it. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, brother. Right. No doubt. Have a good All night, right. yeah, Scott. Take care. You too. Peace out. All right. That's my man, Jason Harrison, uh, my former space partner in college, uh, breaking down his Giants. He's optimistic. He's hopeful. Um, I have a soft spot for Bill Blue, for some of you who might know. Um, you know, like I said, I have a rule. My skills don't do well. I almost always go with the New York team, and that team is almost always the Giants. But it's hard to tell the Giants this year. I mean, they could go seven wins. They could go to nine wins. You know, it's, it's, it's a toss-up right now. It's a toss-up because you never know what's going to happen with Washington. I've already counted Dallas as far as it's out. And, you know, Phillips the top of that division, so... Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, we're going to continue the party tomorrow night. Speaking of the aforementioned Val Cowboys, I'll be having part two of that 
conversation with my man Jeremy Williams. He's back in the saddle. He's prepared now to face the music, take his medicine of me, talk about Cowboy Solo, instead of having him on. So that should be fun. But until then, thanks again for listening to The Clown Hour. Got first. Oh, sick, baby. Peace out. Good night. <laughs>